0: What's going on, losers? That's right. That's right. If you're listening to this podcast, guess what? You're a loser. I'm done being nice. I announced it on the 100th episode, I believe. This is 101. This podcast, it's mean now. Joe Biden got elected, and we don't have to be nice anymore because everything's going to be fine. Democracy is saved. Ultimate justice has been achieved for everyone, and now I can be mean. I kid, I kid, of course. This is the first podcast I've recorded since that news has been true, though, of um, Joe Biden winning the election. And yeah, what a funky moment in time we're in, to say the least. Where the sitting president is like, "No, that didn't happen. Um, what a dumb idiot um, yeah, I've kind of been checked out of the news a little bit i've been I've been checking back in, but it was you know so much news for so long about that week, you know election week, and now we're I guess a little over a week out of that, um, I guess, yeah, I guess this Tuesday, I'm recording this on Sunday, I guess this Tuesday it'll be two weeks, and that week was so strange, I feel like the trajectory me and most of my my friends went on was um, knowing it was going to be long, drawn out, messy, and, and it was. And it was still it, like I was shocked by the physical sense of stress, anxiety, and dread in my body just tightness and, um, yeah. And, uh, <clears throat> slowly lessened as the week went on. And it was just like emotional hangover after emotional hangover. Um, hair of the dog anxiety. Just like, Hung over from being anxious the, the next day and then getting right back into it. Um, but we fucking made it through. And then Saturday when the news was official, straight up goddamn party in the street. It was so sick. I live in the Silver Lake Echo Park area. Never seen anything like it in my lifetime. Uh, the sense of camaraderie, the sense of connection, collective joy. Um, and we were all just like, whoa, this is wild. There are, there are good faith critiques of both Joe Biden and Kamala Harris and what their administration will be, but oh boy! what a strange feeling to be like, we did it. Obviously, the work continues. Uh, I was joking up top. Um, Yeah, obviously, the work continues. Um, But it was also just like... So, yeah, so foreign to... And I was talking to a friend about this. Like, all getting together... I feel like the only times of those types of feelings have been in of, like, getting together with, like, members of, of our community has been in response to tragedy more often than the opposite recently. Um, Whether it's uh, a protest of police brutality or, um, yeah, some gross injustice. And it was just so strange to be united by, like, by joy um, and relief. And it was more like, it was more like Donald Trump losing that was the greatest thing. Um, and I heard someone, some political commentator, say on a podcast, like, it's like, you know, water getting thrown on the Wicked Witch of the West and just, you know, slowly not seeming very powerful. And, uh, that's how it's felt. And just being like, wait, we get to move on from this incredible. And so. <clears throat> we, I do have a guest today, and I do want to get to that, but it also is such a unique moment that I really wanted to just get some thoughts down, and what else was I going to say about that? Yeah, um, I've been reflecting a lot, like many people, <clears throat> just over the last four years. I know it's not over, obvi- even this, You're know, like what the remaining months of the Trump administration will be, or a transfer of power, all that stuff. But, <clears throat> it does feel like the end of something. Um, and the beginning of something. And, I guess, there was, I did an episode of this podcast the night, the day, the night of the day after Trump got elected. I think it was the I was recording one with my dad like Tuesday night when it was when it was all happening that that horrible night we all remember um, and for me, that was a summer of attending black lives matter protests and starting to pay attention to politics uh and then that night really shattered a lot of. And the subsequent weeks really just was like a, a very rude awakening, like it was for many Americans, uh, for many white people, of just like how uh, how bad it is and just like the privilege that had kept me from recognizing that stuff. Um, being raised in Obama's America. Um, and so... I guess, very a very humbling experience. And that's what the last four years have been for me. Very humbling in terms of... I was talking to someone about humility recently, and they gave me a great definition for it. Being able to be taught, being teachable. And also another one being not thinking less of yourself, but thinking of yourself less and that has been so much of what my politicization and my radicalization and uh my perspective has been shaped so much by by those things and realizing whoa a lot i don't know here <laughs> let's uh let's check in with the news let's uh let's hear about people's experiences um and I don't think my mind has really transformed so totally on something. Um, I mean, I was I was liberal before. I had liberal values and instincts, and but there was a lot of dormant bigotry that had gone unexamined, um, or maybe partially examined. But um, even <clears throat> even and then and in this last year with this summer. And, and, um, the social justice awareness and, and, and response to tragedy and public demonstration and just reflecting, like, reading some books and hearing about people's experiences and just diving into my own perspective and my own blind spots and, it's just really been, yeah, wild just to see like, oh, I, um, my mind has really changed a lot on this as a result of taking in a lot of information, um, that specifically information on people's experiences, like historical information and also uh, hearing about people's experiences, the, whose life experiences are different from my own. And uh, <clears throat> what, else, what else? I'm trying to think about like what I learned. What, what I learned in Donald Trump's America. Yeah, basically just like, shit is fucked, and it runs really deep. And if you don't pay attention, that's a win for uh, people that are trying to fucking trick you you know um, people like Trump people like I don't know people that want power you know they want you to be like oh, I don't care <laughs> you know and then as a result a lot of people suffer that wouldn't suffer and yeah also paying a closer attention to more local politics for me in Los Angeles Mostly through the L.A. podcast, which I cannot recommend enough. And learning more about homelessness and and local issues and how they're, like, intra-party. I don't know if I'm using that word correctly, inter or intra. But being like, okay, it's Democrats versus Democrats, but it's progressives versus reactionaries or, you know, moderates versus um, leftists or... And just allowing myself a perspective, you know, and it's it's always good to question yourself. And I feel like I'm having more good faith conversations with my friends about, you know, <clears throat> police abolition or, um... Yeah, I, it's, it's nice to be able to have good faith conversations about, uh progressivism and stuff and like how to get stuff done and where should we put a, be putting our attention and efforts and there are just like so many ways to get involved in it has because I think in response to witnessing horror is a great sense of powerlessness and it is also great to know that so many people before now have felt have had so much greater So many greater excuses to give up and not try, and they didn't, and they fucking, like, showed up and put in a shit ton of work and helped make the world better, and uh, so that's really cool, and so the thing that was predicted on uh, Love It or Leave It, another one of my favorite political podcasts is that, hey, when this Trump shit ends, there's going to be a lot of people paying attention that weren't paying attention before. And, well, it definitely feels good to, like, fucking chill for a sec and think about the long view of activism, and that includes self-care and self-preservation, the the wisdom of that balanced with the compassion for others. Um, It's like, yeah, here we are, still paying attention. We got a lot of stuff to do. So, um, if you had to vote save America, you can there's lots of uh volunteer opportunities for um, making outreach calls and phone banking and text banking to Georgia for the runoff Senate races uh to give the Democratic party, flawed as it is, control of the Senate so we can uh pass progressive legislation and not have. Uh, I'm, 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 uh, messing around with two drumsticks, um, which is why you're hearing tippy-tap-tap tap in the background. Um, yeah, oh man, so much to say, but this isn't a personal episode, this is an interview with my friend Colin! My sweet friend Colin. Oh, what a joy he is in my life. Um, <clears throat> Colin is so many things, um... And he came into my life specifically as a dungeon master. And we were part of this, like, poetry workshop that uh, just some, like, students started at USC. And I was a songwriting major and had some poetry friends that uh, invited me into that workshop. And then uh, some of the people that started it were, like, leaving town. So there was this – and there was, like, people – from the early workshop and then me who kind of joined later on and so it was like a bunch of different people and one of them was Colin and Haley and Bree who we reference as well who would become and are to this day my fucking pals (laughs) and the uh, the sort of way we've become friends is through playing Dungeons and Dragons because we were all playing mafia at this like poetry workshop going away party for our friends. Vanessa and Ariel, and um, we were playing playing Mafia, and I was, like, the narrator, and Colin was like, hey, man, you got to play some, like, role-playing games. And I was like, you talking, like, D&D? I played a couple times and, you know, heard about it and heard it played on a lot of, like, live podcasts and stuff, and boom, cut to the last year of just uh, meeting up with this really nice group of people and just playing this really fucking fun fantasy role playing game, and we'll talk all about that and Colin is a fascinating beautiful mind of uh writing and he's in law school and uh it he's very kind and and um has i like, cooked me a lot of meals and uh he's a cool guy i don't I don't think I know a lot of people quite like him and and uh with that whole crew it's just so nice to be around uh People like, I guess I'll focus on Colin, because uh, you're about to hear a conversation with me and Colin. Just, like, someone who's very curious and enjoys, like, learning and, um, just, like, exploring new ideas and information. And, I feel like, every time I talk to him, he'll be like, oh, I was reading about this, like, one deep-sea fish today. You know, like, tell me something about <laughs> some fish thing I'd never heard of or some, you know, some... uh." Meditation concept or He's a, he's a curious guy And uh, he's also very kind And those are my two favorite things I think um, In a person, in a friend And so without any further ado Here's the The wise, the nice The um, Good with words My friend Colin Dewey Here we go I don't i just How long have you been sporting that t- style of beard that you have?
1: Like just the chops hair? Yeah. Um I think I started growing facial hair. And keeping it the
0: end of junior year of high school. Mm. Did you, I mean, uh, this is now obvious. (laughs) Did you go to a high school where you were allowed to grow facial hair?
1: Yeah, public school, no uniforms. Um, It was all good. I think you were not allowed to have, like, guns on your shirt. I think that was, like, the limit. Or, like, Or, like, uh, like, depictions of guns. Yeah, or, or, like yeah. or like genitals. Yeah, or like genitals. I don't think you could have a, like anything too right. risque. Yeah. Or they'd give you a PE shirt if you did. PE shirt. Yeah, Whoa. they'd give you what they called a
0: loner. I remember PE shirts a lot. Yeah. I didn't do PE in high school, but I did PE in um, middle school, and that was definitely yeah. like... When you said that, it just really brought me back to like a thick mm. cotton shirt with like that whatever that yeah fucking, Gillian is what what's Gillian is that the company oh, that that's makes like the a, shirt a
1: shirt brand a lot of people use them to print uh print their tees on
0: that check the tags familiar. on your merch check the tags
1: <laughs> on your merch you'll see and
0: it has that like thick I don't even know what do you know what that's called when they like print graphics on t-shirts and it has like a thick thing that like a plasticky paint that sits oh, on top of like the shirt. that's like the type
1: of print. I don't know what it's called. I should ask my brother though cuz he was into some of that uh like merch printing for a bit.
0: That rocks. Yeah. Colin, how you doing? How's your day going? I'm very honored oh, and excited to have man. you finally on
1: this podcast. I'm I'm happy to be here. I I have a massive assignment due tomorrow that oh. I, I'm here talking to
0: you. <laughs> I appreciate you uh, spending time with me.
1: Uh, yeah, I'm just, I guess I'm. this is my break Saturday, so like to relax a little bit. I guess for, for context, I could tell your listeners that I, I'm in law school. I'm in my first semester.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: it's uh, going about as well as the effort I've put in. Uh, could could be could be better. Mm. Could be a lot worse. Mm. Um, it, it is exactly the craft that you would expect in in that instance. Mm. The more you put in, the more you get out of it. And I think there's more work for me to do. Mm.
0: It seems like it would be so hard to do that. <laughs> to be in law school. Full stop. Like at all. Uh, wow. Perhaps.
1: <laughs> I I don't feel that I'm in school for so many reasons. Right. I, I am at home. Yeah. I have the exact same setup for this podcast as I do for school. Yeah. Sometimes I even look the same. Sometimes I'm also unshaved.
0: <laughs> do you feel like that messes with your brain ever? Like doing bunch of different things from like the same spot in your house
1: i feel lucky that i have a window right behind my monitor nice i'll say that because it it gives me a little bit of perspective Mm. although sometimes it does just look like a backdrop like there's nothing really out there yeah and as i walk outside and i i feel the the new air Mm. The refreshness, however fresh it's gonna get here, um, with the smog hanging overhead. It, yeah, it's fr- it's. I wear pants now. I don't wear sweatpants to school anymore. Right. That stopped.
0: Yes, totally. It's tricky to uh, know. It's like, oh, I'm I'm doing stuff from home. Should I like be cozy and and is that my vibe or like should I dr- wear every single item in my closet once (laughs) before I do laundry? Or should I, like, dress up a little bit to make it feel like something is happening?
1: Absolutely. I put on a a blazer the other day on Friday just because I could. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I had (laughs) an unwashed white plain tee underneath it, but no one knew that it was unwashed because I had the blazer on.
0: Hello. Yeah, I've definitely benefited from being like a smelly person and then being on like a video call, like, but not being a showered person and then hopping on a video call of some kind, um, which is not the case right now. I took a shower before. Yeah. And you're still sweating. You said I am still sweating. It's uh, I sweat all the time. It's finally like cooling down a little bit in Los Angeles, which is nice.
1: It's cold. I don't know where you're from, it's cold here.
0: It's cold. <laughs>
1: it's cold. I have socks and slippers on right now. My little toes yeah. are cold.
0: I guess I'm hot. I don't know why I'm hot. Maybe one of my roommates turned the heat on, um, unbeknownst to me. Where are you from? You're from San Diego?
1: Yeah, I was born here in L.A., uh, spent like... Oh, Sam. Good, Yeah, a good eight, eight or nine years... And then oh, um, really? moved to San Diego. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, had, I went through second grade and was about to start third grade. And my mom was like, hold up, we got life changes in order. Mm. Um, for the best, absolutely. Yeah. And so our little family went south. And then I came back for school. And I mean, I think the people I want to work with, people like yourself, the great artists of Los Angeles proper, uh, they are all here. So I don't know that I can afford to leave. E- even if I wanted to, I I don't know that I do. But even if I did, I don't I don't know that I would.
0: Mm. Did you picture yourself in Los Angeles like growing up when you're like you're like picturing your adult life?
1: No, I hated it here. <laughs> I thought it was awful. There's nothing green. There's nowhere safe for kids to go. Mm. Like, you can't just run around. Like, I'm so blessed. In San Diego, we lived in a cul-de-sac. Like, can it get any more suburban?
0: Yeah. that's Um, Yeah, you want to be riding your bike around as a kid.
1: We rode our bikes around um, for hours in lots that would become other people's homes. Right. Yeah, you were telling me about this. Yeah.
0: Were you psyched but, when you moved? Were you bummed when you moved? Do you remember moving at eight or nine?
1: I Absolutely. I remember it. Uh, those kind of memories, I think, like stain my mind for better or for worse. Yeah. So I have some good ones and I have some bad ones, but they're there. Like that old piece of gum that's gone black on the sidewalk. They're always there. Mm. You'll never get them off.
0: Dude, call the dungeon master with all the delicious metaphors right off the bat. I love it
1: yeah uh I had my spotted gecko speedy hello in a little crate in my lap for moving uh yeah when Whoa, we were moving dude we had a we've always had a, like a lot of pets so yeah. and speedy has he speedy could have his own. His own episode. Uh, rest in peace. He lived to be 14. Respect. Um, Is that... Pretty good for a gecko considering no frame his of story. I mean, he survived. Let's just say there was a point uh, for the better part of a year where we thought he was dead. We thought the crate was empty. So there were no crickets going in. He was eating the mineral sand. Truly. And I... And in a for a year in this gecko's life, he thought for it was dead. Eight to nine months, yeah, is what my mom said. And then we just yeah, we thought he was we thought he was gone. Whoa. We couldn't find him. Every time I went to look, I'd, like, dig up the sand, and, I mean, it's not that big of a tank. Where was I looking? How could I not find him? (laughs) Is he under the rock? (laughs) Well, uh, he, okay, he lived a little large. I'll just say he had a two-bedroom rock. It was a a rock you know?
0: Uh, Hell yeah.
1: Yeah, he, he was doing something practicing magic perhaps <laughs> just disappeared when was uh, the big reveal yeah
0: tell me about when you like finding your li- you kept the cage and everything like well yeah we had the little glass terrarium
1: in the side of the the room yeah um and we had other pets then too oh, this okay. is when i yeah this we had like uh race car the beta fish Hello. Um, I think my brother learned about palindromes in class one day, and like the next fish we got had to be a palindrome. Just had to. <laughs> hell yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: palindrome should be a palindrome. Kind of fucked up that it's not.
1: It's not. I I wanted to name him Mustard, but that was not a good <laughs> fish name.
0: Did you name Speedy?
1: Yep, I did. Nice. He was fast as hell. That's why.
0: Hell yeah, Speedy in race car. We're fucking trucking with the pets in this house. That's
1: true. Yeah, we were a high-octane family, I guess. Look at that.
0: High-octane. Did you have other pets in the terrarium when you were grieving the loss of Speedy? We
1: had two spotted geckos at one point. Okay. The other one, I have no... It's like a mystery. No one knows what its name was or or what happened. But it did pass away after about two years Mm. We had Speedy for two or three years before we thought that he was gone, that he had died. What happened? That he had left a, us. What happened
0: about his return? What a what a wild experience for a child to have a pet he that you came think out leaves. of like
1: the sarcophagus and was just so frail and moving so slowly. Damn. I, I, it was like almost an illusion. Yeah. He was a wisp, a wisp of his <laughs> former self. Damn. And uh, the first thing we did is we, my mom, awesome, probably so tired from being a doctor and a mom and just was like, okay, we're going to the pet store. Like he's getting two dozen crickets. Mm. And, um, and we filled up, I mean, he had, oh God, I realized he didn't even have water at that
0: point. <laughs> Fucking good for Speedy. Hanging on. He survived, yeah.
1: dude. I, it's incredible. The fortitude. The fortitude mm. that he had, I don't know that even I have it.
0: I can't go without a snack for, like, four hours. <laughs>
1: I just had a snack knowing that I might be sitting here what for, like, an What did you hour. have
0: for a snack?
1: I I still have it with me. I have, like, uh, like Kroger brand saltines. Mm-hmm. And uh I I'm getting back into that spoonful of peanut butter um oh, deal. Oh yeah.
0: Oh yeah. I, I, yeah. You, I, what kind of peanut butter are you? I'm not a big
1: sweet person. Oh, interesting. But a spoonful of peanut butter is okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Take me to church. I love a spoonful of peanut butter. What uh kind of peanut butter are you rocking?
1: Uh creamy these days. Creamy. Word. Brand? We had JIF? We had uh crunchy, yeah. chunky.
0: I think, I don't know. I think those are both, I think those would both be it, the same thing, right? Uh, yeah.
1: Crunchy. Definitely not we had definitely the, not crispy. It's not.
0: <laughs> it's wet.
1: It's, it's wet. <laughs> Peanut butter is wet, right?
0: We can I mean, at least yeah, agree on that. Definitely. I think I see crunchy more than I see chunky. Right? Okay. Or is Chunky
1: a I'm thing? I'm willing to start there, that it was crunchy. Cool. I used to like that. Yeah. I think I was being a little rebellious because everybody else liked creamy actually, peanut butter. I
0: actually like crunchy a lot. I'm actually, I am actually like this one.
1: It's pretty good. It, it has yeah. texture. Texture is an important part of the food experience. I hated it for a while, and now I love it. I think I ate too much of it at one point. You overcrunched. Yeah. And I had to go back to the cream. What brand are you rocking? Well, I'm not sponsored, but it's JIF. Yeah. It's a it's the good old stuff. Woo Man. Nice. I think the I'd like to try maybe some of those organic peanut butters or the uh homemade
0: peanut butters bad variety seems like a whole universe you really get into like oil separation and stuff that
1: that's what i was just thinking you you gotta mix it you gotta earn it you gotta love it to have it yes it's not just given to you
0: i was raised on skippy so like i'm Mm -hmm. just used to just like chemical town like really just and i fucking love that shit you know
1: the big teal yeah. blue tub. Big teal tub. Little, sp- yeah. little guy surfing on it, maybe? <laughs> it's like a
0: Costco favorite, absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, definitely respect to the organic peanut butters out there, but it also is like a... There's a visual disappointment. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I like the idea that once you've done a little labor for your love, that the peanut butter also tastes significantly better. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I think I was gifted a jar, and I made the mistake of pouring the oil out. This was before that I sort of understood anything about plant about mm. food in general. <laughs> about, I plants. mean, I ate a lot of it. I, I grew up like eating a uh, salad every night with dinner, and that has been such a dream because people who don't eat vegetables scare me mm. fundamentally.
0: I have to, I have to remind myself, even though I don't eat a lot of meat things, I still have to like go out of my way to make sure I'm including vegetables in my diet because I think left to my boyish instincts I will just have sandwich and (laughs) that's all (laughs) I will eat sandwich I will have sandwich and goodnight um Hmm. you were telling me this about like when you were getting into cooking this like discovery this reminder that you had of like wait I gotta I feel like I, I, I hear you saying a lot which is very cool like I gotta have some vegetables I have to. Yeah, I
1: start to feel stuffed. Yeah, like just it's almost sick. I don't, sickening, I suppose, where you feel heavy mm. and lethargic, and then you just like that first crunch of like the carrot or the celery, it unlocks your whole body, and all of a sudden you're moving again, and you're yeah. dancing like it's some weird
0: apple commercial. <laughs> You're back. Damn. I got to I got to go harder on the veggies.
1: Find good ones that you like, you know? Yeah. And I think uh one thing that I when I get lazy with it yeah. is I stop including lots of vegetables, which is like mm. when you can get out there and afford to get yourself a bunch of vegetables, do it because your salad with like radishes and bell pepper and cucumbers Ooh. like it's just so much better than the romaine you chopped before you started drinking on a Friday night because you're like you gotta eat
0: vegetables. That is a good image of. Is this one from your own life of Friday? Yeah, it's Friday from night. Yesterday, to <laughs> be honest, I gotta chop some romaine <laughs> so that later. After I've had some drinks, I can yeah. You have just this lettuce. feel a little better, no? That sounds fucking like... awesome. No, that's like I'm <laughs> blown away by the foresight of that, and it honestly sounds like uh, a much better time than me having uh, a, a a pound of salt <laughs> at at a couple of drinks on a Friday night. Uh, yeah, yeah.
1: Or just the bread, like the bread before you drink, doesn't do what you think it does. Mm. It's a it's a little Titanic that you just put in your tequila belly. It, it doesn't actually help you. Oh, really? It's just sort of like, oh, don't ask, don't ask me to be a scientist. I, I'm I i do not know. I'm just telling you from experience. Right, right. I've certainly
0: made a, a whole host of speculations already on this podcast without actually knowing. <laughs> what i'm talking about
1: (laughs) i'm not gonna encourage my own speculation i think is what i'll do here i'll set the bar for myself if you want to go out there and tell me that earth is a trapezoid you know i I can't deny you
0: not a flat earther not a spherical earth recognizer but trapezoid yeah yeah nice nice you thinking 3d trapezoid or
1: like flat trapezoid Is a trapezoid itself, it's two-dimensional. We need like a, does it become a trapezoidal prism? Prism? Which is the only word, yeah, does it do that?
0: Why is that knowledge in my brain?
1: (laughs) Because everything else that becomes three-dimensional is now a prism. Except for a cylinder, I guess. Mm. And don't start on triangles, please.
0: Did you like geometry? Did you take geometry?
1: I had swine flu during geometry, and I got a B. Oh,
0: man. You had the swine flu?
1: (laughs) So that about sums up my knowledge of geometry. Damn,
0: that sucks, dude. (laughs) What was having the swine
1: flu like? Do you remember, uh, dig back now, your experience of high school, when somebody would be taking a test in a desk that the teacher, like, put out in the hall.
0: <laughs> Did that ever happen at your school? I, fe- I could definitely see that happening. I went to a Catholic school where that, was cer- that would certainly not be a surprising sight to see, something strange yeah, like that.
1: I, we, we would have that every now and then, like, somebody would, you know, be sick, I suppose like I was, and uh, get their doctor's note and be like, I missed the big test. And they're like, you're going to take it in the hall and everyone's going to laugh at you. Damn, like, big That's test. not going to be good for my learning. <laughs> and, uh, and They're like, well, you should have studied. I mean, the test isn't going to teach you. And, and then they would let you bear the elements. I mean, we had a big high school, like more than 2,000 students. So people were out there to make fun of you, and they would. Yeah. They probably said some stuff about me and – I'll I'll put that on them. That's why I got the B, not because I didn't study.
0: Hmm. Mm. Did you get uh, bullied in high school?
1: Uh or no. I had good
0: friends. Um.
1: Nice. I had like friends who became bullies in middle school, but they bullied everybody. It wasn't just mm. me. I think. Those those individuals and they were friends, at least some of them were friends up until a point, especially because we all went to a small, very new elementary school Mm. uh, together. And then in middle school, everyone kind of split up, but we all had interests in common. And so I think it was just like, oh, hey, I'm going to be cool now. And I was like, I'm not. and. other than that, no. I had a I had a good group of friends. I nice. had like a lot of people who I knew in class that were the achievers. And I think I always looked at them differently because I was like, I'm going to be fourth out of 100. You can be first. Uh, and that mentality, I think, still haunts me to this day. <laughs> I think about it actually now while I'm in school. I relate to that a lot. Yeah. I don't. No, that uh, I processed that one.
0: So you're in school, riding bikes around. This was one of your childhood activities. What else is yeah. a What else is a childhood Colin getting into?
1: Oh, Th- uh, through
0: high school. What are these? What are, what's What's your trajectory of of hobbies and 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 friend activities?
1: Oh, it's a sad story. It all went downhill, Mackin, and not on a bike. That's the problem. <laughs> Um, we would I feel like do... we're going to a...
0: start talking about World of Warcraft pretty soon. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Look, if you knew the answer to the
0: question, you shouldn't have asked it, okay? Yeah, yeah, weird interview style. But, I mean, I guess I just wanted to bring that up as, like, uh, you get it. I get it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I'm,
1: I met a lot of friends, uh, playing video games and then right. i met them at school mm. and i think there was an ice breaking that would happen online you know mm. in a lobby full of like much older men playing <laughs> call of duty with us and like yelling at mm. us because our voices you know and uh, and yeah. our testicles nothing had descended and so we were just so annoying, probably to deal with. <laughs> and uh, when we when we bridged that gap online and and we pwned all those noobs mm. and we we came together as friends, it was so much more natural. Yeah. Than I think the faux pas of of oh like who's like the alpha in this friendship and Mm. it didn't matter as much Mm. i think things clicked into place and there's still a hierarchy amongst friends um amongst the groups of people that i know and talk to but it all revolves around love and i think that love used to be of just our free time just like Gaming, hanging out, mm. staying up late when mom said you have to go to bed. That's so um, pure. That's so tight. And, yeah, and it evolved to a love for each other. Yeah. Like,
0: truly personal love.
1: Yeah.
0: What a yeah. wholesome happening in a in a location, Xbox Live. <laughs> oh. That. <laughs> where it seems like maybe not everybody is having that experience the whole time. We were talking about no. this the other day. Because I was recently replaying Halo 3, and we were just, like, reminiscing on uh, 2000s Xbox Live dynamics, you know? Yeah, a degenerate echo chamber. A degenerate echo chamber that I was in, you know? And uh, boy, boy have we come a long way.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I learned stuff so young from playing video games. Way too young.
0: Yeah. Do you remember, Um, did you ever have, like, a sex talk with your parents? Was that ever, like, a formal... We're going to talk about like now. I'm learning about sex or something.
1: No, I didn't. I had oh, yeah. a couple. I don't know of anyone that has experiences? I guess. Yeah. My mom is a doctor. A lot of right. people on my mom's side are doctors. My aunts and uncles, my grandpa. So I think they figured you would learn about it in school. Right. Yeah. And I did. I actually had growing up. Very, uh, I recognize like all the privileges that I was given. One of them in particular was that we had really good sex education. Whoa, and that's cool. I had, uh, at my public high school in ninth grade, we had to take PE ninth grade, regardless. Like, and if you didn't take it in ninth grade, you had to take at least the health component of it, mm. which was like sexual history, drugs, um, basic. Like, CPR, which I guess they got rid of, like, the mouth-to-mouth components, so we just sort of learned, like, the chest compressions. I really hope I don't have to invoke that that knowledge at any point.
0: I'm going to be real. Same. Um, <laughs> I feel like I've been instructed how to do that, like, several different points in my life, and I don't think I could really do it if the sh- if, like, shit hit the fan.
1: I would worry. The worry is... They always say, you know, if you're not like singing the Bee Gees and pumping hard, you're going to crack their ribs and they're going to die. And like, that's so much pressure. Not to mention, every day I learn about like legal liability and it just sounds like right. bad news. Like, I don't <laughs> even want to get into that.
0: Let's sue the Bee Gees if one of us dies that way.
1: Exactly. They weren't fast enough. <laughs>
0: That is it for part one. I'm on a new podcasting uh, distributor, so I don't know how they have a new file size limitation. I'm still figuring out what all of it is. Splitting this episode into two chunks. So if you like what you hear, next episode is just part two of this interview. It's, It's out right now. I'm putting them out at the same time. And we talk about Dungeons and Dragons! You guys, you gotta hear it! Okay, love you. Hopefully, I'll see you in a sec.